0: Well, another long regular season is in the books, and we move on to the semi-finals in the NPL Queensland. Welcome to the season of the NPL Sunday Show, Scott and I. with you as usual, Adam. It's been another massive weekend of football here in Queensland, hasn't it?
1: It has. Uh, not only so sort of from NPL uh, sort of perspective as well, but the uh, the big FFA Cup, I guess, grudge match between the two clubs that share history um, has been uh, run and won.
0: We'll get to that later on in the show, as well as the final round in the NPL Queensland Men's, but we have to start, Adam, with the NPL Women's Grand Final on Saturday night at the Park de Paris, and it was the culmination of a triumphant season for Lions SC. Well, it was a 3-0 win for, for Lions over Kapalba in the Grand Final to complete their historic treble goals from Marielle Hecker in the 67th minute, Tegan Thompson in the 74th minute, and then after an interruption for an electrical storm, Rebecca Kirk made it 3-0. In the 81st round things out, it was a... Even game for about an hour, but then the Lions class told, didn't it?
1: Yeah, right. Uh, by gave the rule as far as you know. They, they they sort of had the plan to try and sort of disrupt and uh and sort of really go you know, take uh, Lions to task, but at the end of the day, as with everything, uh class rises to the top and and it was uh the class player that is Mariel Hecker who seems to show up for these big games. Uh and and she was the one who opened the scoring and pretty much that, that broke the uh, resistance from Bar, But up until that stage, they really put up a fight. I
0: think it was a really solid effort from Capella, wasn't it? They were really scrambling to stay in the game. They weren't creating a lot of opportunities, but they were able to nullify Lions for a large part of it. But you're right, it was the brilliant of Mario Hecker who was given the award for player of the game last night, as well as Tegan Riding, who had an influential role in setting up a couple of goals as well. So much like in the 2020 Grand Final, where Lions relied upon those two experienced stars to deliver, they were on show once again last night.
1: Yeah, and I think i the benefit of um, of Meryl Hecker as well. Obviously, playing a full W League season as well. Um, Tegan riding very, very experienced player. You know, you know nearly two hundred goals. You know, at that level, um, it's, it's those players that make a difference that rise that rise to the top in these big games. Um, and look, surprisingly enough, you know, Shay Connors has been who's been uh, of the golden boot winner by a long way. Uh, she was actually held uh pretty quiet last night. I think that might have been part of the game plan, but you try and shut her down, uh, you, you allow the other players to step up and rise the occasion.
0: Absolutely. There's, uh, that front forward about for Lions, it's so potent. You can shut down one of them, maybe two, but at some point in the game, at least one or two of them are going to get off the leash and, and cause you some chaos. That's what happened again last night. For Capella, but I thought there was... They were quite competitive in the game. but just they weren't quite able to create the opportunities that they would have liked. And there wasn't there was potential there for them to to potentially cause a bit of an upset because it was tight for an hour. And if the it was looking like maybe it wasn't going to be lines, they given the amount of chances that they weren't able to take. But Capella just weren't able to get their opportunities, were they? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. They, they weren't sort of they weren't sort of opportunity as far as you know trying to you know, break down. Obviously, you know missing their. Their uh, Lions' first choice centre back pairing in uh, Holly McQueen and Danny Ward. Uh, they, I think the chance was always going to be there, but you now as we as we see with um, with these uh, this, this Lions' uh, team, uh, young Georgia Rink was you know, she was brilliant. I think you after after the know uh, the Hecko and writing uh, show. Look, I think Georgia Rink you know obviously deserved plaud because she yeah she she has played you know a number of seasons for lines, but I think that was her coming out party as far as really being you know, making a difference as far as you know you know sort of guiding that uh, back back line you know, along with Cannon Clough, who obviously you know has that experience but uh yeah no she uh, she made some decisive stays and uh, stops and also as well on top of that um, she really nullified Larissa Crummer and I think we have, we don't have to really you know go too deep but you know, on her um, sort of reputation.
0: Yeah that was a big battle that was always looming as potentially Kapalabar's path into the game that match up there and I thought George Drink did really well to nullify it you're absolutely right and it, did, it wouldn't be a game in, a big game in Queensland without a out of weather <laughs> some sort of storyline with the weather there was the storm last night it was actually really Oh, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Because it was—it just seemed like it, the game was was it stopped for hail?
1: Uh, it seemed like we thought it was. I believe stopped for uh, uh, talking to, to a few people today at uh, at lines, I believe it was a lightning delay, but there was a little a little bit of hail as well last uh, so it's well, one of those things. Um, I know. I know our colleague James. Um, obviously, he was messaging us on the other side. He was doing commentary with uh, Campbell Johnson last night, and he was saying that the lightning show behind us. We were in the obviously in the uh, the western stand, um, so we couldn't see what's going on. But apparently, there was a nice little lightning show pre- preceding that. So I think it was just a matter of time before that storm got closer and closer, and it hit about the 70th minute.
0: Absolutely. There was plenty of rain going on, but it wasn't enough to rain on the parade of Lions who were crowned NPL Queensland champions. After the game, we caught up with the head coach of Lions, Rob Askew, and Captain Cannon Klossel. Both of them had to say after the win over Capella in the grand final on Saturday night. I was joined about the champion winning coach Rob Askew. Rob, congratulations once again on another grand final win. Thanks, mate. Uh, you had a really good patient in this game,
2: didn't you, to really wait for that first one it came that opened up quite a lot for you? Yeah, the, uh, we expected them to be... Um, really good in the first 25-30 minutes they had nothing to lose and everything to play for and they're very good players So, um, but we figured if I and mean, we felt that if we could see out that first 30 minutes or even score in the first 30 minutes we we would eventually be um, too strong um, I think I think we are the fittest, fastest team in the league and um, we certainly used, used that to hurt our, our opponents and I think in the end we were just a little bit had a little bit too, too much in the tank for them it showed
0: at the end also there was that interrupt midway through the second half and you already had the two goal advantage what did you say to the
2: players in the break well i talked about iran <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that up none of them know about it because they, they weren't born but just just the fact that you know you can start to feel pretty good about yourself at 2-0 up and um, lose your focus and and um this is a great opportunity for them to regroup um, to get a bit of a breather and um that, you know if they were to score the next goal then it could become a very tricky, tricky game. And, uh, you know, we put a big emphasis on scoring the, scoring the first goal after that break, and we did. And from that point on, I think the game was ours. Absolutely. Uh, that's a square word, by the way, talking about Iran. But we'll move on to... Yeah. You had to have a reshuffled defence today with Misha Weston dropping back into the back line. How do you think that worked out for you? Uh, how good is Misha Westland? I I still think she's the most influential midfielder in the competition. And I felt that we probably missed her a little bit in that first 30 minutes with her, her athleticism and her power. And um, but she's, she was close to man of the match for me. I mean, Mario was mercurial as usual, but Misha was magnificent. And um, I don't think we missed a beat. And, and I also just want to put in a word for Georgia Rink, who has just been, you know, heading aside. She's She's been off the charts in terms of her performances over the last few weeks.
0: Absolutely. And just finally for me... Um, to finish off the treble, how, how special is it
2: to be able to, to do this? It's the first time it's been done quite a football, so how special is it to be able to finish that off? Oh, it's the first MPL treble because we've not had a treble. Well, I remember back at the gap in 2012 we won the Elaine Watson Cup treble and in 2014 the same again. So I just think it's a wonderful addition to the to the competition by football Queensland. and they'd be congratulated for it. Um, knockout cups are great, and I think this knockout cup is has been wonderful because it includes the entire state, so everyone everyone's in it, so it's like a genuine FA Cup style competition. But to win the treble is which was your question, it's yeah, it was what we set out to do at the beginning of the year. You know it's a pretty lofty goal. It's a, a difficult thing to do and I think uh, the girls would be congratulated on just being week in, week out, ruthless and they were their performances rarely dropped. They just got better and better. And just speaking, how do you improve on this season if you can at all? I don't think we're anywhere near our best. Literally, um, we've got lots of things that we can improve on, and um, it's really important for us just to, to use ourselves as the, the measure, and um, you know, I think that we can be much better at recognising how to control games, uh, rather than, you know, sometimes I think we're a little bit charged with the games, games, so we end up in moments in games where it's in transition. So there are things, and there are always things to improve
3: cannon congratulations another grand final win for lions had to do it the hard way though you were really made to work by kapalabar
4: absolutely they it's never an easy game against them um and we know that it's huge respect both ways every time we go to play them so it's always probably one of the most fun games we get to play too
3: and it was pretty tough conditions out here tonight muggy eventually rain a little bit of hail and lightning with the delay how'd you handle it
4: oh i think uh yeah the girls handled it super well um the weather kept it exciting for us, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm glad we were up when we, when the rain hit. Um, I think we went into it knowing that there was a chance of something happening with the weather, so we were like, we gotta get on the scoreboard and get into the locker room, and then from there it was just stay warm, stay ready, and then finish the job.
3: And uh, notice the ankle, everything okay with that?
4: Yep, the ankle's coming back. Um,
3: we weren't missing the grand final, the <laughs> we? No,
4: not gonna miss the grand final, um, yeah. It's It's been good, and still just rehabbing and getting it right, so hopefully it'll be stronger and better than ever.
3: And most important question, does this feeling ever get old?
4: Oh, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I, I was telling the girls in the locker room before, like, this is like a flower. Like, you have to renew them, they die, and you have to do it all over again. So that was um, kind of our mindset going in, is what we've done in the past doesn't mean anything. We just have to keep renewing it, so...
3: Perfect. Well, congratulations on a fantastic season and a whole lot more to come with the Brisbane Roar. Yes,
4: I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: And that was the captain and coach of Lions. as so is we'll celebrate yet another trophy out there at Richlands. And it's 8 out of 10 now for Rob Askew in the last 10 years in Grand Finals.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, the scary thing, I think, for the rest of the league as well is that you could. Some some would say that there's still room for improvement. Um, like I said, they did draw two games. Uh, this season, so uh, that 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 perfect season. Uh, that might be on the uh, priority list next season for um for Rob uh, Askew and his his team. Uh, next season, so uh, maybe the dynasty isn't over just yet.
0: Something to work on in the offseason. Now, it, it may not have been Capalaba's night on Saturday out there at Park Dupree, Adam, but it proved to be the Bulldogs day back at home on Sunday night as we transition into the final round of the MPL men's competition where Kapalabar, they were able to secure their safety eventually. They've been a, they've been a one result away from this for about a month now. And they've finally been able to get get the job done with a one nil win over Redlands United in the Bayside Derby. A goal from Aidan Sinello in the 95th minute was enough to secure their safety. That A draw would have been enough, but they were able to cap it off out there at Kapalabar. That's a it was a huge crowd up there. We would love, I know we both were, we were both at Lions, so the company would have loved to be out there for this, but it looked like a massive crowd up there. And that's a great moment for, for that football club to be able to celebrate like that in front of their home fans.
1: It's uh geez, they, they made them wait and wait and sweat and sweat, but look, they got the job done in the end. Um a, a late, late goal. It's probably, it's probably more icing on the cake given that they only need the draw to uh to be safe. But yeah, look, uh look, compliments and uh obviously as well. Big congratulations to everyone that got out there. Obviously, you know, I know I myself have been complaining about you know the effect that you know maybe having the FA. FFA Cup game um, on pretty much you know, corresponding on the same day, but it looks like we got we got a bumper crowd at Lions and we got a bumper crowd at uh, Max Haynes. So who said that football support was dead? At least in this this part of town,
0: there's plenty of, plenty of supporters out there for the game. noted about that. Look, it was actually a really big crowd there because watching it on the stream when I got home, that whole the whole clubhouse then was full. And the, up I was well, we were there last year when they played in the derby, and it was a pretty good crowd and a good atmosphere. This looked like it was it was even greater again
1: yeah and um that, that's probably the, the the main thing i think will be remembered I, I obviously you want a big occasion um it's a yeah, commiserations to Redlands. Know yeah, they, they 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 stumble at the final hurdle, like literally the final hurdle. Um, but yeah, look, uh, it's it's a case of it was Kapalabar's night, and look, they they live to fight on um, next season, and uh, hopefully it'll be a wake up call about how close they they came because this is probably in really in reality as much as we um love the fairy tale of you know the the Bayside derby, you know being, also being the relegation derby. Look, quite frankly, Capalbio should probably um, seal himself out f- three or four weeks ago. But you know, you sometimes you learn the hard way, and that, that may that may build resilience. I think um, that, that's a, you always try and look for the positives and things for um, you know in, in these situations. And uh, look, if one thing. That we know that maybe this close call for Capalaba will you know will see them you know invest and you know bring you know either see the players that are there at the moment improve or bring in better players. But look uh, look, commiserations to the Redlands. Uh, they play FQPL next season, and look, hopefully they they as well you know will sort of uh, you know rebuild and really take a shot at trying to get back to MPL. They are a former MPL uh, Grand Final winner, so I think them being in. In uh, FQPL, you know, might spur them to um, hopefully bounce back sooner rather than later.
0: So that will be th- four former NPL Queensland mm. champions in the FQPL one next year. Looking at the positives, right? That's something you should do always. I think the positive for Redlands is they may have gone down, but the fight that they've shown over the last month of the season shows you that they've got some real quality down there. And if they can keep that group together now in the second division, you have to imagine they would be one of the one of the top contenders to get back into the NPL for 2023.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think that, and that's got, that's got to be the aim. It's, look, there's no point uh, harping on. Oh, that you now it's been a bad season, and you know it's you know like I said that they they put themselves in position. Look, there's, there's no point doing that because that that's that reason was apparent months ago. Um, look, they've got they've got a great coach in Graham Harvey. You know, that 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 is gonna stick around you know hopefully next season. Um, and like I said hopefully yeah we'll guide them back to the back to the MPL where it's gonna be two places next season uh, now that the rebalance has now been completed and uh and it's it's two up two down. So look you know you may see uh, a dominant team like a you know Thunder or you know even a, a Roach Star who'll close this season go up. But yeah you know, it's a very, very good opportunity for the three teams that have gone down uh, from NPL to to get back.
0: Actually, we might talk about that in the end of season show later on, but it was a night to remember out there at Max Tanfield for the homes like Capalabar SC And after the game, friend of the show Adam Cattell, who was calling the game for football, had caught up with the head coach of Capalabar, David McAvoy, for us. Let's hear what they had to say after they secured their survival in the NPL Queensland for 2022.
5: I'm joined here by the Capalabar head coach, Dave McAvoy. Dave, congratulations. You've secured your NPL status. What's your overriding emotion at the moment?
6: Absolutely buzzing, lad. I'll try not to swear, but yeah, all good. But delighted for the boys. Yeah, look, it was. It's. Uh, it's not nice when another team catches up twelve points on you over the last six weeks. And we thought we were away and safe after the Mackay game, but um, we've learned our lesson, and we hopefully we won't do it next year again. But yeah, look, good for the Redland boys. What they've done over the last few weeks has been top class. They really deserve to stay up, and we don't want to be the team to bring them down. But it's football. It is what it is.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't maybe a game for the purists today. It was scrappy. It was scrappy. never going to be. It was a blood and thunder. Um, but all your your boys stood up and were counted today.
6: Yeah, they did, lad. They knew what was in store for them today. It wasn't going to be a pretty um, a pretty game. There wasn't going to be much ball played out of the back. No one wanted to take chances and we knew they were going to be the same. So. We just had to deal with it, and uh, lucky we got the one at the end. It would have been nicer to get it earlier, but we'll take it. We'll yeah, be happy.
5: And not. it was a, it was a lovely goal at the end, just yeah, to win a game well. from the substitute sinello yeah, well, So he did, yeah. did extremely well there with, yeah, the, with yeah.
6: the goal. Yeah, fair play to him, lad. He's been brilliant all year for us as well. He's been one of those lads hasn't started much, but attitude has been great. Coming off the bench, he's one of those things that every coach wants someone that's not happy to be on the bench, but when he comes on, his attitude is top class, and he's reaped the reward there today. It's brilliant, lad. Delighted for him, yeah.
5: Absolutely, and just, just finally, David, I'll let you get back to your celebrations. Uh, just how important is it for Capella Bar to retain their MPL status?
6: Uh, it's massive, lad. Um, half of us don't really realise what it means to the club. A lot of us are only in the door this year. It's our first year being involved with the MPL, to be honest. I think Cato is the only one that's actually played MPL, the rest of them are all QPL and BPL. But, um, yeah, they, we knew what was ahead of us for the season and the boys, from the start of the year, they knew we were going to be up for relegation. So it's not, an, um, it's not a surprise being in the situation we were. So they've dealt with it well all year. A few uh, hammerings along the way, but it's all worth it now today, lads. So yeah, we'll uh, enjoy inside and this could go on for a few days.
5: <laughs> enjoy it, David. Thank you for your time.
0: And that was the coach there, David McAway. Once again, thank you to Adam for volunteering to record that audio for us out there. We would have loved to have been there, Adam, but... But at least we've got some something for the Kapalabar fans out there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, uh, would love to be there um, for for the game. But it's good that you now we have friends in all sorts of places that can uh, that help us, you know, bring the content to the show. So uh, yeah, thanks thanks Adam for that.
0: Absolutely. That was one derby on the final round in the NPL Queens, and the other one was down on the Gold Coast. And this was a massive result for Gold Coast. You know, the first win in seven against their cross-town rivals, Gold Coast. Now, it was it was a four-nil win and. This is a great result for Gold Coast United. You know, I'm sure one that they would have been looking forward to, in particular, their coach, Gray Piddick.
1: Yeah, look, they've, they've come on with a wet sail in the last, um, it's the last month of the season. Once they've sort of got their caught up with games, I think, obviously, they've let, left it run way too late and probably lost a few too many games they shouldn't have uh, to factor in the finals race. But this will give them some sort of great confidence going into next season as um, as Gray Piddick and the... Uh, and so the powers that be at Gold Coast United uh, look to rebuild that squad for next season. They've got some great youngsters coming through as well. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that's a, a big win and a just, just reward getting finally getting one over um, Gold Coast Knights.
0: Absolutely. A couple of good, really good young players as well as a couple of experienced players with a point-proof against their former club. Seems like a winning combination, at least today, for Gold Coast United. Gold Coast Knights will now have to wait I'm not sure, maybe probably November, December, probably December by the time they are able to play their round of 16. FFA Cup, that's their next engagement. We have to wait and see what happens when that's going to be played. In terms of the final positions, Adam, it was all pretty much decided in the going into the final round. Olympic had a 1-0 win over Magpies midweek, which put them in the absolute box position to secure that top four position. And they ended up doing so with a 2-0 win against the Brisbane Strikers. A pair of goals from Shannon Brady, one in each half was enough for the three points there to secure, ultimately third position for them. But even if they didn't win the game, game Peninsula Power 1, Sunshine Coast Wanderers 1, they would have been in the top four anyway.
1: Yeah, um, look, uh, first thing, I guess for Olympic, uh, uh, the former Shannon Brady has been um, remarkable. He's uh, he's added another, uh, another number, of, I think three goals, um, in, in the past week across two games. And, uh, look, he's in, he's in goal-scoring form going into, um, into the final So I think, uh, obviously, there was a concern about what happens, you know, with Jev, Jez Lofthouse now moving on to uh, the A-League for Brisbane Raw. But, look, Shannon Brady, all of a sudden, he's um, pretty much – who coincides with the timing of the uh, Lofthouse um, signing by the Raw, has all of a sudden stepped up and he's in a, he's in great form. So I think that uh, adds another you know, serious you know, attacking weapon for Olympic as they uh, head into the uh, final series.
0: Well, he's got the last five goals for Olympic. He scored the two, the two goals tonight. scored against Magpies and also the goal against Lions and against Sunshine Coast. So sure. looking we'll at the finals later on, but you're right, looking ahead, his form at the moment, is Absolutely fantastic. The other games played on the final round of NPL Queensland for this, this season Brisbane Raw 2, Logan Lightning 2. It was an understrength Raw sub with a couple of players involved in the FFA Cup match, which we'll talk about later. And then on Saturday night, Ethan Summers went up to Magpie's Crusades and came away with a 5 2 win up there in Mackay, which leaves the final table looking like this Peninsula Power back to back premiers in the NPL Queensland on 60 points, five points clear second place brisbane raw academy on 55 lines sorry olympic finish in third on 55 lines fourth on 53 then magpie sorry sunshine coast wanderers i beg your pardon in fifth on 51. gold coast knights in sixth on 46 points morton bay finish in seventh on 45. gold coast united finish top of the second half of the table on 37 points and you got eastern so Sub- eastern Sub- in ninth on 26. logan in 10th on 29 points and kapalabar on 24 with the three relegated sides redlands on 18 strikers on eight and magpies crusaders on eight adam
1: yeah um at the end of the day i think uh results went the way we thought they would um we predicted the olympic will probably finish third They in in the box seat um again we say it every week um the commiserations of sunshine coast wanderers who just fell short but a, a brilliant season for them um you know, consider or considering defied uh, expectations on their hand, on the other hand, a disappointing season for Gold Coast Knights. Um, 10, 10 losses this season, including losing their last three. So, a big, big job for Scott McDonald as he takes over the reins for next season at Knights because I could not imagine that, uh, that the uh. The team, the the management team down at Knights would we'll be very, very pleased with um, with that season. I think when it comes to, it. of course, they've got the FFA Cup, but yeah, the league form as well. They probably need to pick up on that. Um, Other than that, uh, yeah, look, Gold Coast United, they came home, ca- came home well late. Uh, I think they hit 16 points out of their last uh, out of their last seven games. So, so yeah, they they um, they pretty much. Uh, of official wet sales, which will give them some promise. But, uh, yeah, look, the top four at the end of the day is probably as expected once all all settled.
0: It's been pretty clear for a while that those have been the four best sides that he has. And it's funny. Gold Coast United actually closed to within nine points of their crosstown rails. You wouldn't have expected that at mm-hmm. the midway point of the season. Now, there's a couple of awards which we need to go through. Adam, I'll go through the golden boot, and then you can talk about... Our award, Andy Pengelly wraps up the Golden Boot for the NPL once again, with thirty goals for the season ahead of Cyrus Demi and Max Mickler on twenty-two goals each. And the rest of the top five is Rio Ono Morton Bay on twenty-one, and Daniel Leck on seventeen, tied with Jason McQuasi. So that, that's the top five in the Golden Boot. Adam, who was our who was our Brisbane Football Review Player of the Year?
1: Yeah, the uh, pleasure to dress up as Darth Vader in a Socceroos jersey this afternoon and present the uh, MVP award to um, to Max Mickler. Um, uh, he he um, polled as our um, as our our mo- most valuable player for the NPL Queensland season, who finished on 19 points. Obviously, the points were derived from you and I, Scott, as well as James and the rest of the MPL TV match commentators. Uh, in second place was uh, Andy Pangeli with 13 points, followed by Rio Ono on on 11. So, a great effort for a player outside of the top four clubs to to poll that well. And he did, and look, he did have a great season. Um, and then uh, the young raw pairing of Cyrus Demi on nine and Louisa Bala on eight, uh, that, that was our, our top five. Um, overall, we actually we actually had uh, we actually had uh, 13 players poll votes across uh, across the five of us, so it just shows that, that it wasn't just those top five players, they're the ones that uh, that Drew the most points in our in our voting system. However, 13 players did actually poll votes, and a couple of players also as well got you know honourable mentions, uh, which shows that you know there wasn't one standout superstar in the MPL Queensland this year. But at the end of the day, Max Mikkola was the one that uh was voted as our MVP, and congratulations Uh, to him.
0: Absolutely, a very even contest there across the competition, and congratulations to Max for picking up that award. We'll move on to about the semi-finals kicking off on Friday night up there at AJ Kelly Park in Redcliffe between Peninsula Power, who finished first, and Lions, I see, who finished in fourth place. Not active this weekend in the league, but they, we'll get to their game in a minute. They played twice this year, obviously. Adam, it was a 1-0 win. I think both games were won by the visiting team. It was a 1-0 win for Peninsula Power at Lions Stadium with a goal from Lewis Greenwood in the first meeting. And then they met in the second Second game, was I think was the first weekend back, after the the latest lockdown that we had, and it was a three-one win for Lions with goals from Jordan Farina, Alex Fechner and Finn Biko. So, one win each and a win on each other's home ground. How how do you read this one going in?
1: Look, this is a fascinating contest, and I think this is a case of um, with both with both sides having sort of you no. Know, know ordinary results or not results that probably didn't go their way um, this weekend. Uh, This uh, this is going to be, you know, more of a mental contest as well as as a as a physical contest because, like I said, Lions will hold absolutely no fears going to AJ Kelly Park and uh, and facing. Facing the the premiers, the two-time premiers, you know, in a knockout situation. In fact, they would they would be confident that they could go up there and get the job done. And and uh, that that win that you're just talking about um, was pretty much the start of you know the warning signs as far as to the rest of the league that this line side after who were very very ordinary in the first part just before the lockdown. That uh, they they were back and they were back with a vengeance and in the end they have they have come absolutely you know steaming home for fourth after there were questions whether they even would actually make the finals so so yeah so this is going to be a very very uh, you know well, hotly contested game and look I, it's a flip a coin at the moment because we don't it's going to come down to which uh, which team shows up and takes their chances inside ninety or even beyond that
0: absolutely I think. I absolutely this is gonna be a really, really tight matchup. I mean if it and they have played before in the semifinals only twelve months ago up there in Redcliffe. And if it's anything like the last two games they've played up there, there'll be plenty of goals in it and also plenty of red cards. So I think there was three red cards in the last meeting up there in the regular season and there was two red cards in the semifinal the year before last year. So I expect plenty of action.
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah, uh, and this is this 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 fixture is one that's always, you know, is must see. Uh, and uh like i said you put you put uh, high stakes such as a semi finals a grand final berth on the line um look i would ex- i would expect drama drama plus as as always these these are two sides that you know that really do not like each other um, as far as you know they're stature in the league two of the giants of this league and uh, neither's going to be neither team's going to want to give the, give the other a chance
0: Absolutely. Probably the biggest club on the south side of town versus the biggest club on the north So We're very soon to see what happens in that clash on Friday night. The second game is going to be played on Sunday afternoon at a to-be-confirmed venue at this point in time. It'll be the second-place Brisbane Roar Academy against the third-place Olympic FC. They've met twice this season, and both of those were at Goodwin Park, given the Roar play their home games at the ground of the opposition every single week. weekend. The first time they played was a two-all draw with goals from Eli Adams and Josh Morland for the Roar, Zach and Daniel Leck for Olympic, and their most recent clash was a was a 2-0 win for the Raw with two goals for Cyrus Demi. And this I remember that game in particular was a game where the Raw really showed the maturity that they've been building and that they were they were a serious threat in this competition. And they're gonna to need to bring all that once again next weekend against, uh, the, against the Olympic to try and prevent them getting to a fourth straight grand final.
1: Uh, very few teams can boast to say that they they took four out of six points from Olympic in, in any year and uh this young raw side has managed to do that. And uh yeah, look uh, this is again another fascinating uh final uh which we don't we don't know what to expect. And I think it's gonna be a case of uh you you it's gonna be very difficult to predict. Uh, a winner beforehand is because it's, it's going to come down to who takes the opportunities. Um, you know, whether it's a moment of madness or a moment of brilliance. And uh, yeah, I think I think the venue as well is going to be all important. I think there's going to be plenty to be played out as far as where and where and what time that game is going to be. Um, we, we we are hearing whispers that it will be Sunday. Where is the question?
0: Yeah, that remains to be seen where that game. I'll be interested to see when that how, where that is, but I think. It's the it's a seventh seventh finals appearance for Olympic overall, and it's the first for the Raw. Do you reckon that plays any part in it? Because obviously Olympic, they're battle they their experience and they understand what this end of the season looks like, whereas for the Raw, they they probably haven't experienced this before. I know that they've won the MYL a few years ago International the National Youth League, but that was with a completely different group of players. So for this young group, it's something they haven't have experienced before.
1: Oh, look, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, it's actually... You see, you're you're absolutely right. Olympic, this is this is their time. You know, they they know how to make a grand final. They know they know what knockout football is all about, especially you know at the end of the season. Um, this is completely new territory for for the young raw. But with that said, not knowing the pressure, not knowing what to expect, you know, can always you know be a positive because you go out there without without any fear. You go out you know without any preconceptions about what it's all about. Where you know if they can jump on on Olympic early, you know, and get, and get an early lead and you know, and have the run of play, how will Olympic, you know, react? You know, will they implode under the pressure or will they will they thrive in it? So, again, I think it's so many questions. I think this, I've, I know what to expect from potential Power and Lions. I don't know what to expect from, you know, the Young Raw and Olympic. And I think this is what makes this final series, you know, fascinating. We say it every year, best final series ever. I think this one goes to another level again.
0: It's has one of the most intriguing, that's for sure, with the X factor that is the Brisbane Roar Academy. We'll see what happens next weekend in those games. But before we go, we will talk about the FFA Cup tie that was played at Lions Stadium today. We we don't have we, we thought about will we hold this back for a few? weeks. No, we're going to use this up now. It was a four-nil win for the Brisbane Roar over Lions FC. An early goal from Corey Brown from the penalty spot, and then three goals in the second half from Cyrus Demi. A superb second-half hat-trick to wrap up the game, Adam and. That only tells part of the story, though, because particularly in the first half, Lions were right in this game, weren't they?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Look, the, the the early penalty, even though it was stone there was no arguments. Um, it was just a it was just a clumsy uh, challenge by. Uh, by Tommy Jarrett that felled uh, Cyrus Demi. bit surprised that uh, Corey Brown actually being the penalty taker, but he obviously looked like he's been practicing because he was a very, very well taken penalty, penalty and even the wizardry of Luke Borian could did not get anywhere near it. So um, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe there's something in that uh, as far as Joe, you know, the, who the penalty taker will be next season. And that's something that the Raw have struggled in you know, traditionally in the past. But, um, but yeah, look, uh, Lions, they did – I think they were probably going into the last 10 minutes of the half. They were really sort of pushing hard. They had a number of opportunities, uh, probably a couple of decisions that may have, you know, non-calls or that didn't go with them. I think there it was, it was, it was, was a one incident where uh, I think if – uh, if john castle alsoner had it gone down the penalty box rather than trying to run through there's a good chance he probably would have got gotten the penalty um look this not here or there but uh yeah they they were really um really pushing to for that equaliser and we're unlucky not to get it but um yeah look the in the second half royal ran away with it i think um i think as, as time went on um the Soros Demi's first of his three goals was the was the uh backbreaker as far as resistance went.
0: Absolutely, because they started the second half as well quite well. Did lines, but that second goal five minutes into the second half was enough to to really break their back, wasn't it? Because it was at that point, the Raw's physical fitness, of training every day, really building up now for their A League men season in a month's time. So that was what really told for them. But we've spoken a lot on this show this year about Cyrus Demi and his performances for the Brisbane Raw Academy. They haven't quite translated to the A League side until until today, because the second half performance was absolutely superb. Do you, this is the day he arrived at this in that senior team, isn't it?
1: As, as I said to you live at the ground, um, look, it's no surprise to to those who are aware of the NPL and who are aware and follow the young Raw, especially they, they, they finish second in the league. And Cyrus Demi is a very, very big reason why they are there. So him scoring three goals today uh and three very very well taken goals like all three you know i guess a keeper of luke boryan's stature as far as you know, at least at this level um but i think he may he would have made a believer of most who saw this game or will see the replay of this game at some point because um yeah that that was a, you're right it was the day that he arrived as far as being you know quite a senior a-league player whether he goes on scores However many goals that is going to depend on team selections. Obviously, uh, he needs to go to another level again. You know, let's let's be let's be real. As far as lines go, they are. It is a member federation level. He has to go to another another level again. You know, against A League defences. But look, everything we've seen from Cyrus Demi, there's no reason why he can't. Even even last season, like, a couple of cameo performances he had in the A League. It was only, you know, sort of lacking confidence or, you know, just a bit too late is why he didn't sort of, you know, get on the score sheet. So, so yeah, there's no reason why he can't. And I think that's something to be very, very excited about for, for Royal fans, you know, as he is signed to a multi-year deal with the Raw.
0: Yeah, you say that. I just think the transfer fees that the Raw are going to get for him, and Parsons when they move to Real Madrid and Barcelona, respectively, at the end of the year, are going to be through the roof. It's, it's unbelievable about a good young talent they've got coming through in in Queensland and to have those two young players who've been really successful in this MPL Queensland competition now playing well for the raw it's, it's a great sign
1: oh absolutely um, like we even we even commented on um, I said, from this FFA Cup uh, match they scored today uh, a play like Jackson Hart Phillips him actually getting on and getting some minutes uh, in a around a 16 FFA Cup tie for Brisbane Raw 12 months ago. If you, I think, almost if you'd asked him then, you know, would you could he imagine the year time? I think um, very few people. I, maybe he has self belief. I, I don't. I don't know him well enough to know, you know, whether or not he believed it. But I think a lot of people say, you know, no, no way. But he's there, so it shows. It just shows time, time again that you know you perform the raw in the academy you are going to get opportunities louis Abal is another one who has been you know a linchpin as far as you know the the young raw in the MPL. he was on the bench didn't get on today for circumstances i think uh the jack king injury and substitution may have stifled that that plan but p- p- potentially but you know what uh, again another player that you know warren moon has you know has you know as identified as a future A-League player in that squad, and look, it's exciting times. And you know, and, and those who uh, have followed the Young Raw for a number of years, followed this squad. I think you know, obviously, this is the culmination of what we've pretty much seen unfold over the last two years. And that's that's a credit to you know to Chris Grossman and the entire um, academy staff.
0: I've seen you've got guys like Henry Hoare and Jez Lofthouse who are also playing mm. with a lot of football in the A-League. Going to be part of that squad next year. Obviously, there were two debuts. So Nick Olsen also made his debut yeah. for the Raw as well. The occasion as well, it was a great occasion out there at Lions, wasn't it? It was it? It was very hot out there, there's no doubt about that, but the, the early summer weather here in Queensland certainly was a factor, but it was a good crowd there, just, on, just over 2,500 out there, and it was a great occasion out there. I, I wasn't really sure what, what it was going to be like having the raw playing Lions in a competitive game, but it was a really good occasion, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah it, was, it was a very, very, very good occasion, I think, obviously, as well. Um, it looked like um, that organizationally it was you know we, we expect nothing less from from lions down there um, Like i said it's always a great occasion be it a grand final be it uh, you know even semi finals you've know, drawn you know big crowds there w w league games uh sorry uh a a league women games as they'll now be known as um but uh but yeah look but it was, yeah, it, was, it was a great occasion. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if it would rival. I know the game that we're we'll talking about as comparison, as far as occasions go, was that epic uh, grand final between Lions and Olympic a few years ago. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure where the crowd figure goes. And that was a very, very vocal crowd. But this is again. This is this is a great occasion. And um, again, everyone, everyone that got out there to the games, they should be congratulated for making making it you now a very, very special atmosphere.
0: It's something we've been hoping we would see here in Queensland for a long time, and we've seen two local derbies now this year with the Power and Lions both having that chance to play the Brisbane Royal, The Roar coming through unscathed in both of those local derbies after having caught with the head coach of the Roar, Warren Moon, and and hat trick hero Cyrus Demi. Still ends Hatrick hero So let's hear what they both had to say after the Raw progressed to the FFA Cup quarter final for the first time with a 4 0 win over Lions FC. Right, Warren, 4-0 winners here over Lions in the round 16 of the Cup. You must be really pleased with the result, even if the performance was a bit of a tough one in the first half.
7: Yeah, I was pleased with the result, and we spoke all week about that. And, um, look, this is nothing against Lions because they've done really well to get the pitch up to a good level. Um, it's the end of the season. They've had a heap of traffic on this pitch. It, was, uh, it may have looked good from the side, but it was very bobbly and bumpy through the pitch. So we knew it wasn't going to be a, a game for the purists. It was going to be a, a battle. Uh, and it certainly was that. We uh, we had to battle the first half and uh, you know we went, went ahead with the penalty. But, but then we really didn't uh, settle the way I'd like. And it was like I said, it was scrappy. So we sort all let the boys know that at half-time. And I was pleased with the way we controlled the second half and then went, went went on with it.
0: You mentioned the end of the first half. Lions had a lot of opportunities at the back end of that half. We must have been really pleased to get to, to half-time <laughs> at 1-0. Yeah, but,
7: well, look. To be honest, despite the fact I wasn't overly pleased with how we were playing, we should have been three 0 up ourselves. We had two or three great chances after we went one 0 up, and uh, uh, but they're a good side, so you, you keep them in the game. You know they're going to have their spells in the game, and and they did. They had one or two really good chances in that uh, back end of that first half, and uh, we had to ride our luck and, and get to halftime one up. So
0: I've got to ask you about Cyrus Demi' hat trick here today. How important mm-hmm. is it to get the first goal for your side in the team? Does that confidence for him going forward?
7: Look, Cyrus is a good player. It's why we signed him to a, uh, a couple of year deal because we believe in his ability. Um, you know, for, for Cyrus now, the next step is to go and do that in the A League. And uh, you know, whilst we think there's more development in him, um, we certainly believe as a player we can use this season. And he, he shows his quality today. Uh,
0: Jack think it came off with an injury. That's just a slight
7: knock. No, that's uh, looks like that's a hamstring. So we're not sure how bad, but uh, I would imagine he's uh, it's going to be a couple of weeks now. So. Uh, the good thing about our squad now, we've got a lot of depth. We've got Nick Olsen announced today. There'll be another announcement uh, tomorrow, I'd say. And, uh, and we've got Josh Brindle South. So we've got cover. We've got competition. And uh, if one comes off injured, the next person comes in and does the job.
0: You mentioned a new saying Nick Olsen, the left Side player. play came on today for his debut. What are you looking for for him in terms of his position, in terms of what he brings to the squad?
7: <clears throat> Nick's played uh, left wing. He's played left wing back in Kuwait, so he knows how to play that role in the back three. And uh, we felt uh, with the way we play, it's really important we have cover in all positions. And, you know, we, we obviously re- um, rate Corey Brown very highly. He's a really important part of our team, but we need cover in all parts of the pitch. So... Uh, Nick comes in, in in a specific role that he's got cover there, but for the benefit with Nick, he can play higher and he could also play in the midfield role as well. So we've got a player that can cover many different positions.
0: Uh, back to the game today. Also, you're returning to your former club here, Lions. How'd you find it to the opposition coach here and just the occasion as a whole?
7: Uh, look, I had five wonderful years here, um, but I must admit I, I felt the same coming into this game as I did against Power. Um, Great memories but, but I'm a Brisbane Roar employee and my job is to win the game and uh, I was fully focused on that um, you know in regards to the day I, I had no doubt lines were put on a great occasion and the great um, show and they certainly did from the organization to the setup and uh, you know I think it's just a great a- advertisement for local football and I think uh, today um, you know we saw that big crowd here um, great afternoon <laughs> hot for the players but but I think most people were were entertained and, and have gone away feeling that way.
0: And just finally, for me, Brisbane Roar through the round, of, the quarterfinals for the first time in the club's history. How important is it to go on with that now? When you've played a former club in the round of third and the round of 16, you haven't got any other former club potentially floating around for a quarterfinal
7: appearance, have you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think Adelaide City are there. I think I was there as a junior. But um, look, I, I think uh, for us, it's very simple. We, we, we want to we want to be there at the very end. We want to win, win this trophy. That's why we're doing this. Uh, today line stood in the way and we wanted to make sure we got past them. So we'll see who we get drawn in the next round. But we're very much uh, focused on trying to make it all the way through to the final.
0: All right, Cyrus, um, three goals today from yourself in a 4-0 win. You must be incredibly pleased with that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very pleased. Um, it's your first goal for the senior side for the Brisbane Roar. To be able to get that monkey after that, is that really a bit of a relief for you now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, last season, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get my first my first goal for the senior team. So I'm buzzing yeah. buzzing to get my first goal. And you've had a really good
0: season as well in the NPL Queensland for the Roars. Is that sort of giving you the confidence to kick on from that into the, the A-League side? Yeah, down?
1: for sure. Warren said, well, you know, sorry, he's done in it before. In, Warren said,
0: you've done it in the NPL, so just come here and do your thing. Um, in terms of the opponent's day, Lions was a really tough game out there, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was. Very hot day. Lions are a very good opponent. Yeah, um
0: What's your goals for this season now? You've obviously got a few appearances off the bench in the A-League side so far. Is it your ambition to try and break into that side this
1: year? Yeah, I just want to cement my squad in, uh, in the starting lineup, Um get more minutes and score, score some
0: goals in the A-League. So that's the reaction from a very happy Brisbane Raw Camp there as they progress to the FFA Cup quarterfinal for the first. time. I'll we'll have to wait and see who they play in that game and when that will. We'll probably be in December. We'll have to wait and see, though. We'll move on, Adam, to our final segment, which you always go to, our performer of the week, and I'll let you go first this week. Who we got?
1: Uh, Look, I'm I'm going uh, last night's uh, grand final win and uh, Mariel Hecker. I think uh, she she's a big game player. It's as simple as that. Um, Yeah, that the the cap like the two grand finals previously the Kappa the Kappa Cup final. She she stepped up and look, she is going to be very very. vital as far as the a-league women campaign this year and look I don't, I don't know if she's if she can stand up the way she does in these in these games you know all season but when she does like she's, she's one one best and uh look we, we wish her well and all the uh, MPL uh women's players that played the season that will go on now to the uh, a-league women whether it be for the raw or um, other clubs they're, they're all well deserved
0: well, there are a lot of them so doubt about that I was going to go with Mariel Hecker as well. I think she was absolutely outstanding, the outstanding performer of the NPL wins Grand Final. But since you've taken that one, I will go with the game we're at today and say Cyrus Demi hat trick for me. It was a great, a great second half performance. Even some of his movement in the first half was quite good. But it was, I think it's the culmination of what's been a really good season for Cyrus in the NPL. So I get this opportunity to start a game for the A-League, so with a couple of players unavailable and step up and score the hat trick. So he'll be my performer of the week.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's also a reminder for. Uh, a few people out there especially on social media and whatnot that you know don't write off Joe Strikers you know they can do nothing seemingly do nothing for a um for a half and then absolutely explode and this is not the first time Osiris Demi has been fairly dormant in the uh first half and come out and exploded for multiple games so we know he can do it and let's hope he can do it you know well into the future.
0: You say don't write the strikers off. I'll write them off. They're officially second last at the end of the season and they are really So I'm going to write them off. at this you know, like, I, get to point. I had, to get that little, had to get that little joke in. You, you
1: know, know, we have to go back there in two weeks, time, So <laughs> you'll be apologising.
0: we well, will talk to you once again next week on the Brisbane Football News NPL Sunday. I'll to me once again. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Right, we'll talk to you again next week.